The Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Angelique Ruers. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm grateful to have you here. You know, you have some amazing guests on your podcast all the time. Oh, so as I was oh, going through, you. I thought, what wonderful company um, to be in. Some friends that I know who've been on your show and I awesome. love the podcast. So yeah, I think it's going to be a great discussion. Oh, that's great, Angelique. I love hearing that. It's so funny. Like, I'll, I'll get a guest and he said, you had my friend Jonathan on or you have my friend Jen on. And it was like, they always say, oh, they had a great experience. You know, I saw that. That's just kind of stuff that I, I, I love, you know, because to me, actually, this is very, it's a passion-based thing. Like, I absolutely love building relationships. That's my thing. Like, I love meeting people. Other souls, and I, I, I love to create relationships, long term, serve, value, create together. Right, so I call it "Let's Grow Together." Oh, and, I love it. Um, yeah, and this platform has been great for that. I've been blessed with some amazing guests like yourself. In your busy schedule, you're here <laughs> appearing, talking, adding value. Amazing, love it. Well, you know, if you're not busy, you're doing something wrong. Um, I think there's just so many things to to do as a business owner. And, um, you know, sometimes I know we talk a lot in the world today about balance and wellness and all of those things are important. But I also know some of the most amazing entrepreneurs in the world. And we really put ourselves into our work and we love in a healthy way. Um, and we say yes to lots of things. And I think it, a lot of it starts today with saying yes. Um, yeah, there's some you know drains in your business that you need to say no to, but there's a lot you need to say yes to. Um, some of the best things that have come over the, you know, I started my business in 2006. Um, so I've been doing this a while. And honestly, some of the most amazing experiences experiences and connections and relationships and opportunities have all come from saying yes to things. I think it's really interesting how we spend so much time nowadays talking about saying no when yes is how the universe brings us mm. the opportunities, right? So yes. it's just really interesting. We've gotten really closed down, I think, um, partly because of the time energy sucks that can be out there, but you have to be careful. You can shut yourself down to way too much. And if the universe is trying to help you, you've got to say yes. Yeah. You know, Angelique is, um, it's, it's, it's basically based on the paradigms, right? So the paradigms that we have growing up, especially, you know, for example, our parents will say, don't talk to strangers. You know, that creates when we grow older, we have that resistance or mm -hmm. we start having those voices in our head with somebody what is their purpose? You know, why would they do this? Why would they ask? Why did they, this? They try to figure out the answer before giving the yes or no. They create a little bubble, mm. which kind of you lose out on opportunities, like you said, right? Yeah. You lose out on the soul to soul connection. Yeah, it's because not everyone's bad. Like if you connect with people, you can know pretty quickly, even if you say yes, it's an experience, a failure yeah. or a loss. It's an experience. You learn something. You always gain something, right, by oh, saying yeah. yes. So I like that. Oh, always. 
Yeah. And you know, it reminded me of that movie with Jim Carrey. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, Just Say Yes. What's the oh, name of that movie? Oh, my gosh. So, you, it's funny you said that because the first movie I thought of, I don't know that one. The first one I thought of was Liar, Liar, only because he had to tell the truth about it. Oh, everything. yeah, that, that was it, I think. Liar, Liar. He, yes, yes. Yeah, and he just, he had to, you know, he really, it really brought him out because he really had to speak his truth, um, yeah. which, you know, is how you find yourself, right, is by, mm. is by speaking your truth. So that's a great, my kids, it's funny that you say that. We just did movie night. We do movie night on the weekends. I have 13-year-old twin boys. and. Oh, nice. um, um, we do movie nights once a week, and my husband picked Liar Liar recently, and my kids laughed so hard they had never seen that movie. So, yeah, anyway, hilarious. it's funny that you brought yeah. that up. Yeah, it yeah, was definitely in my it was in my consciousness. So maybe that's well, why. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, but you know the funny thing is when I saw that guy, you know, running down the, the thought leader in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I, when I saw that, I said, you know, wouldn't that be cool to be someone like that? Like to be actually, you know, it inspired me, you know? Yeah. So from that time when it, when it first came out, whatever it was, I guess it was building upon, you know, to get to where it is today for me, but it was, it was something that, that kind of unconsciously motivated me too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. We, um, we have our annual conference coming up and I always think about what is the message that people need to hear. I mean, obviously you get into, uh, the training, the content, the meat of the content, but you're always thinking about what's the message, right? And that's one of the things I love about your podcast is really, you know, what, what do people need to be thinking about today? And I really think as we head into these next couple of years, um, you know, it's interesting, you mentioned thought leader, and I think the marketplace has gotten so crowded right now. Mm. There's so much information. There's so mm. much noise, you know, it's really, mm. um, it's really deafening right now. And yeah. I think about, you know, what we do at Bold House is such an interesting niche, right? We're experts in teaching experts how to win and work with corporate clients. But there's so much that goes into that. And I think one of the things that we're talking a lot about right now with our community is this idea of authentic authority. And I think it's that, you know, there's so much manufactured authority in the marketplace right now. And I think mm -hmm. it's that truth. It's that authentic piece mm -hmm. that is now becoming that true differentiator. You know, you mm -hmm. look at the way people are even manipulating vulnerability. So mm -hmm. coaches will teach, oh, tell your most vulnerable stories, you know, in mm -hmm. podcasts and Instagram and TikTok. And there's all this, but it's all like there's this double binding message that you get from so many folks when they're using that kind of vulnerability because there's a sense that you know they're trying to do it to just get to a sales pitch or to just get to that piece where it's like, well, I'm going to use this vulnerability as a manipulation tactic, right? They don't think of it necessarily as manipulation, no. but it's, you know, it is. It's like this manipulation mm -hmm. tactic. And I think what's so interesting about, you know, you bring up that movie is that really what the world craves right now is true authenticity yes. in the authority figures, in the thought leaders and the folks out there, the influencers, um, the folks they take business advice from. And you get so much posturing, you get so much manipulation, you get so much technique that gets put in nowadays. And it's really a shame because I think that, you know, as much as we've connected on social media and platforms like this that are just amazing. I mean, my goodness, what would we have done during the pandemic if we didn't have YouTube and Instagram and Zoom and right, like 
all of these tools that we had to stay connected. But yet we're also, I feel like having to fight through so many veils to get to the authentic connection of in that authentic thought leader. And I think movies, whether it's a movie or it's real life, when there's that element of getting to the heart of who someone really is, that's what really la is lasting. It's inspiring. It's who we mm. want to be around. And I just mm. don't think enough people, we at our event in a few weeks that we have coming up, that's something that we're going to talk a lot about because even companies, decision makers are looking for that in their outside experts. Mm. It's like, we're all craving it today. So it's funny, any of those movies I feel like where you get that, they're really resonating with people today. And there's a reason for that. No, excellent point. Excellent point. You know, when I was starting this podcast, I was getting help. Like I would, um, you know, go around and, and ask questions mm -hmm. about the podcasting world. And I was getting, you know, information that, Practice in front of the camera. Um, make sure you research everything. These are some of the mm -hmm. points, right? Research everything. Get every, all the information. Create your questions, and then ask your questions. Um, uh, you know, like lighting and all those other things, right? So I was trying that. I said, "This uh, it doesn't feel right." I, I, I felt frustrated. Actually, I felt like, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I'm in a, in a bubble. Like, I, like, what yeah. am I doing here? Right, kind of thing. And then once I went through the journey, or I'm still in it, but the journey of awakening, in that journey, it just, I started doing everything from heart and just connecting with people that way. And it just transformed everything, the growth, the, the listeners, the downloads, the, the guests, you know, everything oh, yeah. shifted when I became absolutely real, you know, and, mm. and I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, I feel like that same, so, you know, people give you sort of the brass tacks, you know, pieces of everything, which you need, right? You need to know not to mess, you know, you're, yeah. we get questions all the time about my microphone and my camera and, you know, yeah. and it's fine. Those are things it's you need fine. to know. It's sort of like yeah. the bottom of the hierarchy. Yeah. You've got yes. to get that nailed down. But it's interesting because I feel like in marketing and sales, which is obviously where we spend most of, most of our time, that it's like we want to teach you those those basics f as quick as we can and get you to nail those as quick as possible because the second that we can actually get you to think about how you're showing up in conversations and how you're making a connection and how instead of waiting, let's say you're in a quote-unquote sales conversation, I hate the word sales, but you're in a sales conversation, if you're sitting there worrying about what am I going to say next, what am I going to say next? Instead of being present, instead of having a conversation like that alone, yeah. um, to where you can just kind of really tap into 10, 20, 30, 40 years of knowledge that you have and just have a conversation with the person. Um, mm. It's really interesting because that's where, you know, sales success comes from. That's where mm. speaking success comes from on the stage. The person who, yeah, they're gonna, not going to do certain things technically on stage that will be distracting to the audience, but eventually it's that person who's really grounded in their feet, who mm. understands the audience they're talking to and can make, a, you know, especially if you're not, a, a, let's say, an entertainment speaker, you're a speaker who's there to deliver content. You're a content speaker, not a not an entertainment speaker. Um, you know, it's it's all about that. So I think it doesn't surprise me on the podcast 
that, that that's when things really start to take off because that's when we see people start closing sales. That's when we see mm-hmm. people start landing meetings with decision makers. That's when we start seeing folks get up and speak at an event and then get mobbed afterwards in conversations with decision makers. So I think, yeah, I think that's probably one of the truisms that no matter what happens with technology, whatever the latest fad is, whatever comes after TikTok, um, whatever that is, I guess it'll be a hologram you know, platform next, I'm mm. sure. So, you know, yeah. our virtual reality yeah. or our hologram uh, social media platform next. But whatever comes next, I think it's whoever's going to make that connection um, that isn't manufactured and it aren't, they're mm. not being slick and mm. they're really coming from that authentic authority place. I think that's yeah. who's really going to own the next decade yes. in terms of who rises to the tops of their professions and their fields and their industries. Because the niche that you're in and what you guys are doing for companies, it's it's the future, you know. Yeah. Being being present with someone, like you mentioned, without uh, figuring what you're gonna say next or or bringing what you that person said, you know, a few minutes ago, still figuring out the answer for that. For example, uh, it, it gets it becomes like an unconscious conversation, right? Like you're not really yeah. connecting with the person, and I, mm. you know, energetically, I don't know if you believe in this stuff, but the oh, ener- I do, ener- yeah, yeah. So the energy is really is 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 tangled up. It's all tangled oh, up. Yeah. So, so when you oh, when I you're vibrating at that level that. and you're present with that person, they sense it. You can't hide that stuff. Word, I can't just tell you a lie and say you know mm. I'm not. You can't like it's, it's, it speaks louder than words. It really, you know, it's interesting that you say that because um, so when I so I start I left corporate back in 2006 and I started my first consulting business then. And then about a year later, I started on the side working with business owners, teaching them how to sell to corporate. It was really an act. It was accidental. It wasn't on purpose. It was a, it was an accident that that happened. And um, actually, you know what? I should tell that story because um, talk about not being present and, and not being sort of consciously connected to the room. In two, so I left, I had worked in Fortune 100 companies with senior, senior executives, the CEOs, the CFOs, the CIOs. I left in 2006 and I started my own consulting firm. And a friend of mine, a, a connection, a, a, a professional connection, let's put it that way, in Baltimore, which is where I was located at the time, asked me if I would come speak at a women's conference that was happening in Baltimore. And I had never spoken at a women's conference before. All of my clients were corporate clients. My whole world had been corporate, corporate, corporate. And she wanted me to come in and speak to the women business owners about how to get media coverage for their businesses, because one of my firm's areas of expertise with the corporations was media coverage. And I said no to her like three or four times. This is where I was saying, is this also goes back to what I was saying at the beginning about the power of saying yes. So I kept saying no because I didn't see the value in doing this. It wasn't what I was working on. And finally, she took me to lunch and she said, Angelique, listen, I'm not asking. You're going to come speak at my conference. Like it was like, I'm just telling you, you're going to come speak. So so I laughed. I mean, she said it in a nice way, but she was serious. I was speaking at that conference, you know? So I said yes. And I went to the conference and I was so proud of my presentation. I had worked on it really hard. You know, I was, I even, 
printed everybody a copy in color, spiral bound. I was going to have, you know, 30, 40 people in the room because it was one of the three breakouts. And it was one of their larger rooms. It was a small event in Baltimore. So I give everybody, and I'm up at the front of the room and I'm so, I'm just, I'm going through my slides and I'm so happy with my content and I'm, I've got a job to do, right? We're going to get through this. But everyone in the room did not, they did not want to know about how to get media coverage for their business. They, they got caught on like, it was slide two or three when I was introducing myself of all of my corporate brands and organizations that my boutique consulting firm was working with. They wanted to know how, and, and at this point, you know, I'm like, I don't know, 30. I mean, I'm young and, and they're like, how did you get these clients? Like, how did that happen? And I kept ignoring their questions and saying, well, we can talk about that later. Just go to slide five. Go, And then they say, yeah, but how did you, but go to slide seven. I'm trying to teach <laughs> you something, right? And so I'm just so not connected in the room. I came in with an agenda. I wanted to teach them how to get media coverage. And by golly, we were going to get through my slides. We have and to. We it's have to get must. through these slides. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and... So I'm like forced and it's me versus the audience in this like massive tug of war. So finally the session ends. I can only imagine what kind of reviews I got on the session. You know, the little five yeah, stars. The paper. I was, it, yeah. It was probably not very it wasn't great, probably. So I go out, we so after the session, there's a coffee break and I'm out at coffee and I ended up getting surrounded by four or five women business owners who were like, look, here's what we want to know about. Can we hire you? Do you do consulting? Will you teach us how to do this? And um, I said, no, I was, I, I just, I did not understand the question. Not, I mean, I understood the question, but I'm like, I don't know why you're asking me this. Just, it's, you know, just, it's, you know. And they said, no, Angelique, we don't, you know. And so it was really interesting just how when we're too focused on our own agenda, how myopic our vision gets, how narrow just it just comes in like this blinders on. And so it was interesting. One of the women pursued me for about 90 days. And eventually she showed up at my front door. Swear to God, she showed up at my front door. I was in my PJs. I could have killed her. Wow. Um, but she it was Baltimore. So it was easy to find where I lived. And I didn't live too far from her. And I was, you know, in my PJs at like 10 in the morning working behind my computer. And she's wrapping up my front door. And so that's how I ended up taking on my first client and then my second client and then my third client. And, you know, last year we were an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company. Amazing. But it's interesting how, you know, if we when we don't connect, when we're not present, the opportunities that we can miss. And we see this happen with our clients all the time where they'll go in to meet with a decision maker and they'll, and because the decision maker originally asked them to coach some people or consult on this problem or, you know, design a PowerPoint presentation or whatever their expertise is that they're delivering to the client, they're so, you know, if they're so narrowly focused on the conversation that they're having with that decision maker and they don't kind of give some space for the conversation, have a plan for that conversation that really opens it up to a broader discussion and really staying present, they, they can miss hundreds yes. and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so mm. it's, you know, that I, I share that story because I almost missed what's sad about that story and me in that tug of war with that, that room full of women business owners is that 
the work that we do at Bold House is changing the, I don't say this lightly, it's changing the world. Like our, we have small business owner consultants and coaches and experts inside of all of the major corporations. And they are the change agents that are changing these companies' cultures that are influencing their products and their services and their customer service, their social impact, their environmental impact. And the, and it's changing their lives because of the impact they're having in the world and what that means to them, both financially and significance wise. And I almost missed this entire journey. Like, I could have missed this entire journey because yeah. I was so closed to the conversation and so myopic. And that would have been the greatest tragedy of, of my life. You know, sometimes uh, who knows what was going through your mind exactly, right? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, when we are ego sometimes elevates too. I'm not saying yours, but I'm saying it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, no, yeah. that was ego. Oh, no, because yeah, I, was, right? I had okay. my slides. <laughs> I didn't want to point it out, but that's... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, my ego. Yeah. I have my slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I got to do my slides. <laughs> I got to do my slides. <laughs> I got to do it. That's it. I, but, I mean, <laughs> we were going to get through it. We did too. That's the thing. But fortunately, the yeah. women were persistent. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. But you know, the funny thing is that even after that, most probably you were probably thinking, well, I missed the three slides. I just did two slides, exactly. right? Like you were, oh, yeah. That was the biggest oh, um, yeah. uh, uh, taking up your con- uh, your awareness was oh, that. Oh, for sure. Such, such oh, a, for a sure. great, yeah, such a great example yeah. of how if you don't elevate your conscious awareness, how you can create a bubble around you. This is a, a yeah. perfect example in the audience yeah. too that it just puts you in a bubble you don't know what is missing what you I have wasn't even a, it was like a glass dome it was like a tight yeah. you know if you can mix titanium yeah. and glass i mean yeah. it wasn't <laughs> even a bubble out. it was like a glass yeah. dome bulletproof glass dome and we see that today you know i have a lot of compassion for our clients when they're there you know when they're stuck in their story or they're stuck in their you know i have a lot of compassion for that because i was that person and um but no that's why i share it because oh no that was um a true sense of ego was mm. absolutely triggered there for sure and yeah, i it's... think one of the things i try to do now is as i head into an event as i head into a room to make sure I ground myself so I don't slip into that and mm. really uh, become open to the experience and to learn from everyone in the room and to, you know, really open my ears, open my heart, really kind of just go in in an open place. And mm. that was something that was probably one of my biggest growths over the last, you know, 15, 16 years as a business owner that I had to learn to do. And I think if you come out of corporate, by the way, um, especially if you're a, a female in, in the corporate space, you know, you do build up a little bit, you can build up a little bit of this sort of like, I've got this, blinders on, focus. So in the entrepreneur space, as the CEO of your own business, you have to really be acutely self-aware. Mm, very self-aware. I, I, I wasted so many years not having that self-awareness. And my life is completely changing day by day by just changing the focus on me, looking at the mirror, not pointing the finger out there. It, it makes tremendous amount of difference in your business, relationship, and life. Um, so I'm grateful for 
what you're doing out there for people. Now, can you share with me what your top three suggestions would be for an expert to create better relationships with corporate clients? Mm. Sure, certainly. I, th- you know, the first, the first one is to elevate what they're talking about. So, because we got into in this world, this whole idea that content is king, when really content is a commodity, right? Um, no one's waking up this morning panicked that there's not enough information on the internet, right? Or enough posts on Instagram. So, content's really a commodity, but you know, certain insights can certainly be king. Um, And so the first thing is really to elevate what you're talking about. If you're talking about how to, so let's say you're an expert in graphic design or you're a a corporate trainer, you're an executive coach, right? Giving tips to the end user of how to be a better leader or how to improve your emotional intelligence or or what have you, that kind of how-to information doesn't get you a seat at the table with the decision maker. So the first thing that we we do with folks is really look at how are we going to elevate what they're talking about so that the message is really concerned at a level with what the decision makers are thinking about, which mm. isn't the how-to stuff, right? The how-to stuff is what you do once they hire you and you go into the company to work with them. Now you bring in this army of how-to information and execution information, but that's not the level of messaging and thought leadership to the decision makers. That's the first thing that you have to shift. The second thing you have to shift is understanding that proximity is power when it comes to working with decision makers. They are not spending all day on TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube or podcasts or will they catch something here and there? Yeah, sure. But usually when they do, they're not in a decision making place anyway. So it might be interesting to them, but it's not going to land you a meeting. And by the way, If they're the ones who are creating the meeting with you, you're commoditized already. So if they're the ones pursuing you and they they reach out to you, let's say you're a corporate event planner, for example, by the time they're reaching out to you, they're reaching out to six, seven, eight other people. And now they just want to know packages and pricing. So congratulations, you just created a a commoditization of yourself, right? So bad news there. And then the third thing is to take control of those conversations. You can let the tail wag the dog or you can be in command and control confidently, kindly, um, energetically present, but you can be the one leading those conversations. And so it's really about Number one, elevating your messaging, your positioning, and your thought leadership. Number two, it's about you creating the proximity and you engineering the conversations, the opportunity for those conversations with decision makers versus sitting back and waiting for it to fall out of the sky or someone to refer business to you. You know, 90% of folks have word of mouth. And then the third piece is when you get those conversations, you've got to stop screwing it up because if you're letting that tail wag the dog, you are really in trouble. You're going to create dead end once and done opportunities for your business. And that's a shame. We have, and I'll give you a quick for instance, and then I'll, and then I'll be quiet here, but we have a client who just went from landing the client 
to it turning into a two-year client to just last week, it got extended to a five-year consulting engagement with a, fee, with a fee every single month at a retainer. So, you know, five years of cash flow into your business from a client that's amazing. And that's going to help you sleep at night. And it's going to give you the confidence to invest in your business and to say yes to more things. So, but it, that all happened. That all happened because when the client first reached out, she didn't go into a reactive place and just they say jump and she says how high. They say send a proposal and she says by when do you need it? Like that is a recipe for just a dead end opportunity. Instead, she created the conversation. She led the conversation in a certain way that allowed a five-year opportunity to come out of it. And um, that's that honesty, transparency place. It's that confidence place that's energetically. Her ego wasn't at play. It wasn't about, you know, I've got an agenda to close this sale. And so all this mindset stuff we're coming that you're talking about on your show and this episode and others, all of that shows up as you're executing all these other strategies and how you're showing up in those strategies. So those are really three of the biggest things for experts. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I love it. You know, I, I find that sales is a subconscious to subconscious game. Mm. Um, it's not about, you know, the feature dump or, or, yeah. you know, look at me, look at me. Right. Kind of thing is, is that heart to heart connection that makes the sale, you know, it's, it really is. Even yeah. in corporate. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, in corporate, the thing what's really interesting about corporate is you can't create urgency for them. And it's one of the biggest reasons that it's so different selling to an organization than it is, say, selling to an individual who maybe use funnel marketing. You know, you've had some experts on your show that, you know, they're very familiar with, you know, CRM systems like Keep and others. And, you mm -hmm. know, the there's this, you know, the funnel marketing world, which is nothing yeah. wrong with funnel marketing. World, nothing but wrong, no. When, but it doesn't work for corporate. It doesn't work for an organization mm, got it. because yeah. you can't apply the pressure of urgency onto that decision maker. The only way you can get urgency with them is actually to find out where the urgency inside their organization is actually yes. coming from. Like, where is that coming from? The only Proper way you'll- questioning. Yeah, it, all through questioning. But here's the thing. If you just go right at them and say, well, what's your biggest problem right now? And if I show you this solution, how much is it going to, you know, that, they hate that. They hate that. They roll their eyes. You're done, you know. But if you can have a real conversation with them and they trust you and you're able to have that subconscious to subconscious and in that energetic connection mm -hmm. with them and you're, you've controlled your energy in a way that you're not there needy, desperate with an agenda and you're really curious about, so what else is going on? What do you have coming up? Where is the crunch time going to come in? And you're, if you create that trust, they'll tell you. If you go into the sort of old school sales book that, mm -hmm. you know, never worked anyway, certainly doesn't work on yeah. female decision makers, um, which control 50% of the decisions, if not more these days, um, you know, you're done, you're done. So, I mean, all of these things that you're talking about have very practical applications in your marketing, in your networking, and in your quote unquote sales conversations, and even in your client delivery, um, because ideally you want these clients to to buy from you for two years, three years, four years, five years, and beyond.
Well, you are super. Rockstar. Amazing. Keep going. Keep helping. Keep changing the world one person at a time. I love interviewing um, individuals and companies uh, that speak about this stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's it's. I find it is it's the foundation that many are missing. You know, is that mm-hmm. is they they think that is is that information. Ah, you know, I don't need it. You know, I'm, I'm good. Nobody ever thinks they're wrong, right? So they they kind of brush this kind of stuff off off, but. There's a huge um, movement, like an increase in awareness to this stuff happening as we speak. The shift is happening. Either people are going to jump on and go with it or they're going to be going at it later on. But they eventually will. A million percent. A million percent. They have to. You know, it's, it's tough otherwise. You know, life is more difficult, everything, right? So. So uh, I wanted to ask you, what is your innermost superpower that got you to this point? Oh, my innermost superpower. Well, you know, my human design, I'm a generator for those Mm. who've done human design. So I'm a generator. But part of my life's purpose is that I love to go to razor's edge and touch how sharp it is and then come back and share and share other with others. Oh, it's very sharp out there. So let me give you some tips before you head out there. I think, I think my yes, my inner yes is my superpower. Um, because I just love, uh, my life is really driven by an Oscar Wilde quote, which is that the suspense is terrible. I hope it will last. And so I really enjoy the observation of my life. Mm. I enjoy saying yes to things just to see what will happen. Awesome. And I think it's that inner yes that is the superpower, partly because sometimes it's even just giving my clients them permission to say yes. Um, Mm. But yeah, I think it's that willingness every day to say yes to something. Mm -hmm. And that has really shaped how we've grown this company, the community that we've grown. Um, And I think people resonate with, with that. And then it, it's contagious. It's infectious. Yes. And I think we need more of that in the world. So I, I would say my inner superpower is that, is, or is that, is that yes. I love it. Love it. Great answer. Very unique. I ask this question on every episode. So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's such Super a pleasure. Entrepreneurs podcast loves the fact that you made time to come on this show all our audience as well audience love you guys thank you for attending again and definitely appreciate you very much love the engagement love the messaging share to your friends and family if you're in business thinking of getting into business or already a seasoned business but just don't feel fulfilled you need to be part of this show share this show let others know a lot of strategies a lot of mindset stuff uh we love to share with you and i love the fact that you're part of it and 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 angelique um Appreciate you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and definitely stay in touch. Will do. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yes.